Hey everybody, it's your girl Lauren Reed from What Ice Radio, and you are now listening to the Lauren Reed Live Show. Let's go. It's just a public service announcement, sponsored by Just Blaze and the good folks at Rockefeller Records. Fellow Americans. Hey, it's your girl Lauren Reed, and you are now locked into Lauren Reed Live, right here on What Ice Radio, the show where you get a little scoop of everything. Allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is Ho. H to the OV. I used to move snowflakes by the OZ. I guess even back then you can call me CEO of the ROC. Ho! What's up, everybody? It's your boy, Jay the Gentleman, and you're listening to Lauren Reed Live on Water Ice Radio, powered by waterice.com, your scoop to everything Philly. Now let's go! Ladies and gentlemen, we are back. We are back. Lauren yeah, Reed yeah, live yeah, yeah, on yeah, Water yeah, Ice yeah. Radio. It's your boy, Jay the Gentleman, with Miss Lauren Reed right over here. And it's time to get into the to the let's talk about it topic of the hour. Let's do it, everybody. Yes. All right. So, again, tonight we have a beautiful young lady here. Mm-hmm. Her name is Holta Tagu. I got it right. Oh, I'm doing. I'm on a roll. After Reggie recap, I've been calling you all types of stuff. Oh, <laughs> mess the whole name up, right? But she is an educator. She is a fitness instructor. Yep. Um, she just has her hands in a lot of different things, and we haven't had a, a lot of educators on the show before. But we definitely wanted to have you on to get your perspective because you're young, you're vibrant. We wanted to see your what students it, love you. Your students love you. And I love them to death. So much. I know when you told me you let them follow you on social media, I was like, hey, girl, you're really really in it, right? So we wanted to have you on to talk about that because education, um, especially in the city of Philadelphia, um, is almost like people, when they talk about it, it's almost like they talk about the, the, I guess, the plague, almost like, like, oh, the school district, you know what I mean? Whatever. So I want to get some of those misconceptions out of there, right? Absolutely. for starters, thank you for coming on the show, everybody. Hold yeah. this here, everybody. She's here, she's here, she's here. Thank you for having me. Oh, no problem, no problem. Um, let's just kind of like take it from the beginning. How did you get your start in education? Great. Um, so I have been teaching for nine years now. Mm-hmm. Um, this is my second year as an assistant principal. Mm-hmm. Uh, before that, I taught my background is in mathematics. So I taught math for seven years. Um, I... I'm not from this country. Mm-hmm. I came here when I was eight. Okay. And I say that because that's, that's a very big reason as to why and how I got an education. Mm-hmm. Where from? Um, Albania. Oh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> hey, okay. So when I, um, so my parents, you know, as a lot of immigrants do, they wholeheartedly believed in this idea of the American dream, mm-hmm. right? They were taught to believe that, you know, anyone who comes to the United States has 
an equal opportunity to be successful. Sure. Mm-hmm. As long as you work hard, you know, regardless of what you look like, regardless of anything else. Um, or any marker of identity. I wish we had that mentality as Americans. <laughs> yeah. But anyway. But the reality is, right, that that is not like that. Correct. So the American dream isn't actually a thing, right? right. So they realized that when they came here, and I realized that through my trajectory in, in um, school, mm-hmm. you know, and my own experience in, in school. I went to a school that served um, predominantly in African-American students. Um, it was a Title I school, so basically what that means is it serves a high concentration of students that come from low-income families. Okay. Um, very similar to the school that I'm at now. Mm-hmm. Um, and then going from that into a magnet school like Central, mm-hmm. you, you live firsthand, right, the inequalities that exist within our education system. Shout out to Central. So, I have a lot of friends. Shout out to Central. Yeah. I have a lot of friends. What, what class Central. were you? 265. Hey. <laughs> 265. I got to ask Tiffany what class yeah. she was. I don't know. But go um, ahead. <laughs> so, you know, going from that type of environment to, to Central, you, you start to have questions. Sure. You know what I mean? I went, the middle school that I went to, there was a lot of, a lot of fighting. So when, when you're talking about this Cardi and Nikki situation, like yeah. that was an everyday thing, every other class thing. Mm-hmm. And that was the norm. Um, a lot of, the, you know, the students that attended that were around me didn't really care about education. Right. right? And so for me, that was instilled in me because my parents solely came here for that reason. Right. And so I had no other option. Right, I was right. going to be the top of my class. I was going to go to Central. I was going to go to an Ivy League school. And that was my only option. And you did. And I did. <laughs> 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 um, but, you know, that wasn't the, the reality there. Right. right. And mm-hmm. so then going to Central, that was a culture shock for me. Okay. I was like, okay, here's a lot of students that actually want to be here. They want right. to learn. Um, teachers are actually teaching. And it's pretty They're diverse going, there, right? It is very diverse. Yeah. yeah. Which is very reflective of the real world, right? Right. Our schools are so segregated now. Mm-hmm. That's a, a topic in and of itself. Right. right. And how problematic that is. They're more segregated now than they were back in the day. <clears throat> um, but nonetheless, make a long story short, I always had... Um, I always valued education because it started at home, mm-hmm. but then I lived, you know, the inequalities that were happening within our education system through, throughout my own trajectory. Okay. Um, and then at Penn, I didn't go to school for education. I went to school for international business. Okay. So essentially I was an econ, a business major, and then a Hispanic studies major, studied in Barcelona, did the whole, you know, whatever. Study my senior there. year, I heard about Teach for America. Mm. Um, yep. not sure if you guys know much mm-hmm. about yeah. this. I have strong feelings about it. I'm not going to go into it. See, I was so going to do it, I, was gonna do, I, I know those feelings. I was going to do it, too, because I, I have two people in my life who have been through there, and they have strong feelings, too. Right. And I feel like the sentiments are the same. Mm-hmm. But we don't yes, have to go into that, it. But that's we can whole, come back to it. We can yeah, come back yeah, to yeah. it, yeah. So I did Teach for America because, you know, I, I worked with students all throughout college. Obviously, like, education was really important to me. But I saw it kind of like a lot of people that, and this is one of my issues with Teach for America, as an opportunity to do this for two years. And then I knew that I was still going to be able to get a job on right, the street and right. do the whole business thing um, eventually. But when I got into education, I realized two things. One... I was really good at it. Mm-hmm. And two, I was needed mm-hmm. because there aren't a lot of quality educators. And most importantly, it was very difficult for me to leave when, you know, you you, you fall in love with the students that you're teaching and you know their stories um, and you, you know, you realize how passionate you are. So about that was it. the turning point for you. That yes, was I, was, I was just about to, to I was just about to say, because like you said, you were international business. Mm-hmm. So that's a that's a, a real shift right mm-hmm. there. So like. Why was the education portion, why were you so passionate about it that you wanted to make make that shift? 
And that's a great question. So when I was actually in it is mm-hmm. when I realized that, you know what, I cannot lead. Mm-hmm. So even though you're only required to do two, year, two years under Teach for America, mm-hmm. that was just not an option for me. I was like, this, this is it. Um, my first year was a very emotional year for me. I just have to say this. Teaching is a 24-7 job. And I need to make that very clear for everybody because I think that there's this perception around teaching where it's looked at as this job where, you know, if you don't know what you want to do with your life, then you become a teacher. Right. right? And and that's just me being like, oh, you, you just always you be a, just do it. You always be a teacher. And, and the reality is it's not like that. Uh-huh. I was a really good teacher my first year. And now that I'm an, a, a coach and, and see what most first year teachers go through and compare that to my experience, I'm like, wow, mm. like I, it was heaven for me. Like mm. I had none of these issues mm. and it was still emotionally, physically, mentally draining. I would literally drive home and I would be in tears oh my just God. by like the stories that I, you know my students would be sharing with me mm-hmm. it is an emotional job it's a 24-7 job mm-hmm. my students have my number mm-hmm. they contact me they need homework help they contact me they FaceTime me um, you you become families with their family right and you know when you're passionate about it it it's hard to leave. So good. So I want to segue into you just kind of said it's a twenty four seven job. Um, Cause you are literally speaking the story of someone that I that I know personally that go, it went through the same process. How how do you turn it off? If you have, I mean, you have to live your own life at some point, mm-hmm. and of course you have your own fitness mm-hmm. situation going. We'll go into that mm-hmm. soon. So how do you turn it off? I think that's a really great question, and that's something, it's crazy, I was just having this conversation with our leadership team this morning around this idea of like balance, right, Mm -hmm. and teacher well-being, Mm -hmm. and how important it is for us as a leadership team to take a step back and listen to our teachers, like, not, they don't need to directly be saying something to us, Mm -hmm. but the way that they're moving, the way that they're operating, you you have to keep your teacher's well-being in mind, Mm -hmm. Um, and, you know, obviously become friends with your teachers as well and get to know them on a personal level to make sure that they're taking care of themselves. Absolutely. And initially my first seven years, I was not very good at balance. Mm -hmm. This has been something the last two years, I want to say that I've evolved to be good at. Um, but no, it was, it it was very hard to turn it off. Okay. At this point in my life, I realized that I need to schedule everything in Mm. order for me to do everything. Effectively. Effectively. That means not only schedule my meetings at work, that means I have to schedule my dates with my friends. That means I have to schedule days where 24 hours, like I'm just going to be by myself. Mm -hmm. That means I have to schedule days in my planner where, um, you know, I'm not going to be on social media. That Mm. means all of these things that are important to me that are about me, right? Because I think that as teachers, it's a very selfless career and you mm-hmm. forget about you. And when you're working in Title I schools and you're working in schools that serve predominantly uh, a concentration of students that come from low-income families, mm-hmm. you want to give them everything and you right. want to be everything for them. Mm-hmm. And you realize really quickly that you can't be everything for them if you're not everything for you, if that makes sense. No, so yeah, you yeah. have to take care of you in order to be your best self for them. Right. Did um, you, that's, I mean, that's life. But yeah. I, I was, I was going to, I have a question more so for um, the parents of these uh, mm. children. That, you mm. know, do you find it difficult to get them involved mm. with them, with, with their school and whatever? Or is it surprisingly easy? Or like, what, what would you say is the relationship and getting the parents involved with their kids' studies? I absolutely, and I'm not just saying this, if you look at my IG comments, there's students' parents on there. Okay. They are like family to me. Mm-hmm. And I have to, we have to shift this narrative, especially about parents of um, black and brown students. Mm-hmm. There's this narrative that's out there that says they're not as involved, mm-hmm. and that's not true. 
In fact, they're more involved mm -hmm. and they want to do well. And sometimes they can't do as well as they want to do because of them having three jobs, right? right? And them not being able to be there how they want to be there for right. them. Right. But they genuinely care about their students' education. And when you're connected with them and you reach out to them, not for negative things, but for positive things. Yeah. Like, you know, introducing yourself, having authentic conversations with them that aren't parent-teacher conferences. Right. That's not an authentic conversation with a parent. And the way that you're going to have those authentic conversations is to, to really get to know the kids. Like, I've been to students' homes. Mm. I've been to their basketball games or football games. And, you know, at those events, you get mm. to know the family. You nice. build a trust with them. Yeah, yeah absolutely. You build a trust. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And without that trust and without that relationship, they're not going to learn from you. And they're not going to buy into what you're trying no, to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, absolutely not. And so, yeah, I think we need to shift that narrative that exists out there about parents of black and brown kids because mm -hmm. it's not true. Yeah, I love that um, because I feel like that's the only thing that you see is that the, that the parents don't care. They're mm. just like, just go to school. You know what I'm trying to say? Or they don't help with their homework or whatever the case might be. But also not knowing what's going on in this household. Like you said, some parents could be working two, three jobs. It's not that they don't care. You know what I'm trying to say? Or they don't ever come out to like PTA, PTO, the PTA stuff or mm. things of that nature. So I love that you touched on that. We want to take a really quick, uh, short break, but I kind of want to touch on really quick when we come back, um, before we get into the fitness portion of it, mm. um, the misconceptions between charter versus public school. Okay. So you work for a charter school. And um, there's people feel like there's a lot of, there's people who are all about charter mm -hmm. and there are people who are like, boo, charter schools, whatever, whatever. So I kind of want to get your opinion on sure. the difference between the two. Sure. And I mean, you're also, right in it. So yeah, so you kind of <laughs> would know like, and why do we even need a charter versus a public? Why can't the same education that is come have that are in charter schools be in our public school system too? Right on. But we'll get into that. Okay. So after. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah, yeah, real yeah, quick we'll break. All right, um, we're going to go to Ace Hood real quick. Ace Jay's Hood. Hustle Hard. I put the remix on here for okay. you because it was a lot of good people on the remix. Okay. All right, everybody. It's your girl, Lauren Reed, right here on What Ice Radio. We will be right back. This conversation is good. Ain't it? Yep. All right, guys. And we're back, everybody. It's your girl, Lauren Reed, right here on What Ice Radio. And that was Beyonce with Formation. Come on, ladies. Let's get in that formation. <laughs> That's why I picked that song. Fair enough. All right. So let's get back to this interview. This topic is really, really good. We have Holta Tagu here. She is an educator. She's also a fitness instructor. We definitely want to talk on the fitness piece of it because I kind of feel like the two go hand in hand because I feel like you need Stress one. release. You need one to, you know, to cope with the other. Um, but I just wanted to kind of give you the opportunity to kind of break down the difference between charter and public schools for the people who don't really know the difference. You don't know. <laughs> I kind of do, okay. but I kind of don't. No, yeah. I appreciate you for being honest. Yeah. So there are actually 13 different types of schools out there. I don't know if you guys knew that. <laughs> Is that even Mind needed? Blown, 13 different types <laughs> of schools. So um, I'll just though clarify the difference between like the traditional public school versus the charter school. Right. Okay. okay. All right. So the traditional public school obviously is your neighborhood school. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So they're serving the students that live within the perimeter of that school. They're free of charge. They can't turn a kid down that right. lives in that area. Right. Cool. Got it. All right. Charter schools, which is where I work at, it offers uh, an, an institutional hybrid. So what I mean by that, there's aspects to a charter school that are very similar to the public school, mm -hmm. but there's other aspects that are very similar to a private school. Okay. So the aspect that's similar to a public school is that it's free of charge. Our students do not pay to attend our school. In fact, we're a Title I school, so like I said, we serve a, a uh, most of our students actually um, are low coming income. from low-income families. Got it. However, there are aspects to a charter school that are very similar to the private school, which is the fact that 
that the seating is limited, mm. right? And so most charter schools work based off of a lottery. Okay. Okay. Yep. So we Heard can that. technically turn students down, which is one of the biggest things and, and biggest issues that I have with charter schools. The the when you say lottery, just a name pick out of hat. Yes, ma'am. Okay. So essentially, a parent, if you wanted to apply, if you had a child, you wanted to have. Uh, you know, have them apply to a charter school, they would have to send in a separate application to that charter school. So there's no like way for a certain child to get a leg up. No. Got it. (laughs) So they enter this lottery and oftentimes we have waiting lists, right? So we have a waiting list at our school currently. Um, Now, the benefit to charter schools is that because they're not operated Mm -hmm. on, you know, local, state and federal funds, Mm -hmm. they have a lot more autonomy Mm-hmm. In terms of the curriculum choices and, you know, the policies yes. right. and the governance. And so that is why, you know, one of the things that I really, really appreciate about charter schools. But I do want to say this about just schooling in general. And this might be a little, you know, intense, but it's something that I feel really strongly about. We always hear this idea about, you know, schools just not working. Right. Mm-hmm. The schools are failing. Sure. Right. The reality is schools are not failing, at least in my opinion, um, they're not failing. They're very successful at doing exactly what it is that they were intended to do since their inception, right? And that is to create a workforce to meet that's actually malleable and that's docile, that's meant to meet the needs of, you know, capitalism, right? Okay. And corporations, right? And so what schools really are intended to do, all right? And I know, you know, some people might be like, oh my God, why, why are we talking about this? Because it's important, right? I, I feel like we are essentially providing a workforce. Somebody has to be a janitor. Somebody has to work at McDonald's. Maintenance. For ca- yeah. Capitalism. Like, yeah. It, that's, you know, that's really what we're talking about, right? right? And so I my view on education is very different. So the purpose of education for me is to liberate. It's for liberation. Mm-hmm. And that starts with knowing the realities of the students in front of you. Mm-hmm. Right. And I feel like that's not necessarily happening in our education systems. So one huge component of, of culturally responsive teaching, Gloria Latson Billings, if anyone's interesting, she's amazing. Um, and she talks a lot about culturally relevant pedagogy. One of the components is this idea of students being able to develop like a social, socio political consciousness mm-hmm. that's going to allow them to be able to critique and analyze and, um, really just critique the the values norms and institutions Mm. that are keeping them oppressed right essentially um rarely will you see any teacher or schools doing that and it's very very difficult work so we were talking about you know tfa during the break and and unfortunately some of the student teachers that are coming in i'm not saying that a, a white teacher or a white male teacher cannot be successful that's not the case at all. Mm. It doesn't matter whether you're white or you're black. But if you're a white educator, you're going to need to do a lot of work around knowing, you know, uh, your own privilege <laughs> and your own, you know, and and your 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 biases and your prejudice, right? right? Gotcha. And really doing a lot of unlearning right. and realizing that as a recipient of that privilege, right, you are essentially perpetuating, Correct. right. <laughs> these uh, systems of oppression right. that that right. privilege stems from. Right, right, right. right? And that's... Un- full so circle. How, so how yeah. you teach is needs to be totally different. Completely. Completely. Yeah. And we, yeah. No, I, I mean, <laughs> this is another topic, but just really quick, your opinion on standardized testing. Um, 
I hate it. I think it's it's terrible. I don't think it's indicative of like what our mm. students are able to do. Right. Um, I think I, I will say this that I think that you know our students can be successful in them. My students have been successful in standardized tests every single year, and I still haven't taught to the test. I've still you know taught mathematics with social justice, which is is something that's very important to mm -hmm. me. Right? I've still. Um, you know, taught in the way that allows them to use math to, to do this analysis and these critiques about their social norms and their values and racial profiling and, you know, concentration of liquor stores in this area versus concentration of liquor stores in that area. So getting them to understand that, yo, you can use math to, to really become a changing. Yeah. To understand the world around you, mm -hmm. right? And then to actually do something about it. It's like it. the only subject you can't argue. <clears throat> so it's was, either right or wrong. <laughs> right. And I was going to, I was going to, but go ahead, finish. I'll let you finish your thought. Go ahead. No. no it's, it's okay. So yeah, it's just this idea around the importance of how we're teaching and understanding that schools as they are today and just the, the standard approach to instruction lends itself to spoon feeding our children mm -hmm. it lends to them becoming passive consumers it, it, it lends to them essentially becoming a part of the workforce like our schools are our, our system capitalism would not work if we are you know developing critical thinkers mm -hmm. if we have 10 malcolm x's in a classroom mm -hmm. come on no mm -hmm. it's not gonna right. work like it, they're gonna dismantle the whole thing right right and and so yeah i you know i have really strong uh, feelings about just like education in yeah. general but <laughs> so real quick I uh, I don't want to not shed light on the fact that you also are a fitness instructor, yes. but the education topic is like really hot mm -hmm. because just right now, just in general, it's just our kids. You, we, I just what's, feel like that, just, what's the new way of how they learn math now? I like, don't even want to talk about it. Like it was it's, my little cousin oh, showed so, me. Okay, so this is the idea of why? like a common Common Core shift. So the Common Core. Standards, you said why? <laughs> look, so so if I were to tell y'all like if I said here thirteen times two, right? Uh -huh. You would put the thirteen on top. You put the two on the yeah. bottom. Yeah. Like, times three. Yeah. And, and and then if I asked you why, you're like I don't really know because my teacher told me. Right. right. Yeah. That's what our kids do. So they still, even though we're trying to make this shift to them critically thinking to understand like why you you're doing what you're doing which is you know why the common core standards initially came out a few years back um you know th that shift hasn't really happened in classrooms so yes there's this new way of doing math which quite frankly is a better way because right it gets at the underlying why so that students aren't saying oh it's because my teacher told it to me but they're actually able to understand why the rule is what it is so it's and a, where it it's a real from. rule why i'm doing the three times the two and then the two times the one but you should Yes. Yeah. Yes. There's a reason why the standard algorithm like exists, but you should be able to show that uh, in multiple ways, right? Got so you. you can use like area models. You can. Use, there's multiple ways to show it, right? And so our okay. students wouldn't be solution finders. They're now pushed to be problem solvers. Okay. Right? Okay. Make sense? I, it does okay. make sense. Okay. I don't know. I, I just can't know about you, it. You two have this like fixed mindset about math. Look, I have an issue with this. So <laughs> I'm going to need to talk to you after about okay. the importance of math and understanding math and how it helps you kind of make sense of the world. No, I, to I, I yeah. totally um, agree. agree. Math is totally important. I totally get it. I'm not good at it, <laughs> but I know the importance <laughs> of it. Right, I'm just like, logically, <laughs> logically, I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. If you do it this way to get this. Yeah, I get it. Okay, okay cool. Next, okay. next, next problem. <laughs> like, let's do it. Yeah, no, I totally get it. Yeah. All right. So before we go to a break, tell us how you became a fitness instructor. That's a great question. So I actually started, like I said, as a Zumba instructor yeah. three years ago. Um, unfortunately, like I was saying earlier, Zumba has a lot of restrictions. Mm -hmm. um, so I believe if it's still the case, about 70% of their music is theirs. 
and then you have the option of choosing 30% of your music. Okay. And so there's not much autonomy in terms of like the type of choreography and the type of music that you can have in your class. Mm. So when I was teaching Zumba, I felt very limited. My okay. Zumba class, and quote, was not a Zumba class, right? It was kind of my own thing. And so I evolved past that. And, you know, I had a few issues with LA Fitness. Um, mm -hmm. And so I eventually just wanted to do my own thing. And gotcha. I um, heard about High Lane. So I don't know if you're listening, <laughs> but I love her. And she had a space available um, at the beginning of this year in January. And I was like, you know what? I need to do something for me. Like, this is what I love to do. Mm -hmm. And it's the only thing that forced me to work out. So talking about teacher wellness and well-being, yeah. I was not working out. People think I work out. I, I really don't. Mm -hmm. I don't work out. But I had to force myself <laughs> to do really it. Don't. <laughs> I don't. So this, I had to force myself to do it. I had to schedule it into my my you know. Just planner. talked about to someone about that today. It's important. My you accountability partner. Me, we like kind of like fell off going to the gym, and I was like, all right, we gotta get back. Dead ass though. Dead, dead ass. ass. Yeah. <laughs> we really gotta get back. So we were like, we gotta pick these days that we really gonna go. Right. But you know, you we just schedule, schedule it. it just and so crazy. That for me was a kind of like selfish or selfful, however you wanna, whatever your perspective on it is, way of saying if I teach, I'm gonna get my behind in the gym. Yeah. It was my way of getting a workout. And so, you know, I started teaching again. So Good. what's your what's your class now? It's not Zumba. So but I it's... just call it Dance Fitness with Holta. Okay. Um, so it's a dance fitness class. It's a lot of, it's very upbeat. It's very intense. It's like Zumba times 10. Mm. And unfortunately, that's a good thing. Am for, I going to lose weight? People. You're going to lose weight. <laughs> come through. So... Um, I'm, listen, there. we gonna get there at the at, on the break. Yeah. <laughs> I, need, I need the info. Yeah. <laughs> so it's it's. I, I will say I would not to cut you off, but like you do post like your I guess with the people that go to your class, they yeah. be sweating. Yes. They be they do. sweating. So I don't need my sweet sweat belt. No, you don't. Need I'm a that. sweat. You're a sweat regardless. I promise. You got you. the room at 100 degrees. Nah, but you don't need wanna... it at 100 degrees if you're. She look. be playing like dope music yeah. and. I like... know. I just want to go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You will. You'll definitely get to do all that. Right, all right, all right, all right, all right. All right, cool. So when we come, we're going to take a really quick break. When we come back, um, I do wrap have a couple. Up. Wrap up. Have mm -hmm. a, I want you, the people to know where they can find you. Mm -hmm. um, I want to know about more about your class, like where we can, if people mm -hmm. want to yes. sign up for and your how class. how you balance everything. How you balance yes. everything. Yes. We want to know the secrets. I got you. Everybody wants to know. <laughs> like, can I still eat what I want to eat and come to your class and be effective? I, look, <laughs> don't ask me because... Everybody who knows me is going to be like, girl, she eats like, my girl just texted me the other day. She's like, girl, you eat like a sumo wrestler. But I do. I eat a lot. I do. It's so bad. I need to, I need to check myself. I just got so the I image. can be your accountability. Thank you. See? <laughs> That's why I'll be doing this. Level up. Right? All right, everybody. Quick break. We'll be right back. Um, it's your girl, Lauren Reed, right here on What Ice Radio. Yup. And we're back, everybody. It's your girl, Lauren Reed, right here on What Ice Radio. That was Beyonce and Jay and Pharrell with Nice. Nice. That was Holter's pick. I like that song. Yeah. It's a nice ride flow, but it's still like I'm about to straight do this. to the point I can message. Do anything. Yeah. yeah, I can do anything. anything. That's it. I don't. I, she don't gotta say nothing else. Yeah, that's, that's true. I like it. <laughs> um, but really quick before we wrap things up, uh, we want to give you an opportunity to um kind of tell us like you have a lot going on. Like you said, mm -hmm. teaching is twenty four seven, mm -hmm. and then you schedule your time for. Um, your personal stuff, the fitness stuff. How do you, like, even though you schedule it, like, how do you balance it all? 
Is, I, like, is the schedule like the core of it? I think the schedule is definitely the core of it. I mm-hmm. think that you need a routine. A lot of people just wake up and they don't have a plan, right? They don't know what the rest of their day is going to look mm-hmm. like. They're like, you know what? I'm going to have lunch. I'm going to have dinner. And other than that, I'll figure like, it out. I'll, I'll figure <laughs> it out. Right. If you, you know, if, if for those following me, they probably see my crazy schedule. I have one planner for work. I have another planner for my personal life. Right. And so you, you saw that. my calendar last night. Right. Mm-hmm. Look, you need it. And then I have a big, you know, interactive calendar in my office that mm-hmm. brings that to life for me mm-hmm. because I need to see it. Right. right. Yep. Visual, um, yeah. But scheduling is definitely the key for me. Your morning. Also, your morning routine is very important. That's mm. something that I've been constantly reflecting on. You know, taking a step back, what's going well, what's not going well, what can I get done in the morning that I don't have to get done after work? Mm-hmm. Um, I think how you start your morning is, is very important. Yeah. You know, if you're not already meditating, highly recommend that. Um, that was something that I wasn't really into before. Really into it now. Um, I do that in the morning, morning. for like okay. 10 minutes. Okay. Um, just yeah. use Headspace app. Great, great app. Um, headspace. An- okay. Headspace. Another thing that's uh, amazing to to get in the habit of doing is is listing your gratitude. Mm. Right. Mm. Just taking some time to yourself in the morning to just list what it is that you're thankful for. You know that'll shift kind of like your mindset and. It's important to reflect on that stuff. So right? I don't want to yeah. cut you off, and we do have to wrap it up. But I'm sure that you do do see some very hard things. Um, at your schools, like uh, mm-hmm. different situations with your, your students. Like you say, like you take that all in sometime, right? How do you keep that positive headspace? I think that's an, an important um, question, and I think the meditating will definitely help with that. Okay. I think that it's important to, to recenter yourself. So however it is that you recenter yourself, then always come back to that. And if working believe- out was your thing, work out. And you do you believe that that's that light is reflected off on your students? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And how you feel about them, more importantly, like those biases that I was referring to, that's going to come out. And they it's know. Come out and like, and they see absolutely. it. Yeah. Kids are so good at reading people. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Like, I, can't, yeah, for I sure. can't even begin to like tell you like just stories. And, it, and it's crazy because you'll know they're right and you can't even confirm mm-hmm. that they're right about somebody, right? right, right you right. have to be professional. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. Yo. Mind your business. Yo, you got that right, like right on the. Start a grown folk business. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. So, so kids could definitely um, are really good at reading. What makes? Oh, I was just gonna say if you could give one piece of really quick advice to someone who's trying to get like you know schedule out their life, what would what would, what would they need to get started? Just like for really a schedule, quick. I think I would get a really really solid planner that makes sense for you. Um, mm. A really good personal planner, and I'll shout out Elaine again. Um, I will post this on my story so you guys can see exactly what planner I'm talking about. That's the planner I use for my personal life. That allows you to list your gratitude. It allows you to list <clears throat> affirmations. Ooh. There's a to-do list. There's a, a check-off the habits that you want to track this week mm. list. So there's seven habits that I'm tracking throughout the week. And I that need. could be I want to get seven hours of sleep. Mm. That could be I want to mm. meditate. That could be I want to read and expand my vocabulary. Mm. That could be I want to hear a podcast. I listen mm. to a podcast every morning. That's a part of my morning routine. Lauren, Live. What up? <laughs> <laughs> so, so you know, being very intentional about what it is that you want to accomplish, what it is that you want to track, but it starts with having a really solid planner. Like and it. for me, I need both. I need the personal and the work one. It's crazy. I, every minute matters. Yeah. Every minute matters, and I have to plan my life by the minute. What? Oh, go ahead. No, sorry. sorry. You're good. Um, I need that. So make sure you post it to your story. I'm a plan. I'm a journal and a planner, like almost like collector. Like mm-hmm. I always, sometimes I feel a planner like so much. Cause you know how some sleeves have like notes and stuff like that. Like mm-hmm. I run out of pages mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Like I love planners. I love journals. Mm-hmm. So I need you to post that. For sure. that, that John sounds dope. I got you. Um, it's amazing. But 
first day of school orientation with your kids and you're in front of all of them i'm not sure how you do it but that's in my mind that's how y'all do it right what basically is like your mission statement to your kids when they're coming in here like when they're coming to the parents and so yeah like when they're coming to people for people charter school Mm -hmm. and you know Miss, uh, you know, principals had good. We got y'all. It, no, <laughs> like insecure. No. I can't. Y'all haven't watched that show. You have oh, to. I've watched the first two seasons, but I haven't been able to watch the third one Oh, yeah, yeah, oh yeah, you yeah, good. Yeah. You need to get it together. You, yeah. A little bit, but you good. You got time. Yeah. We're at a really good point in it. Okay. We're at a really good point. All right. Um, what's that mission statement like? What What do you think? They like yo. I picked the right. I, I'm so happy my kid got into this school. Right. Or this is gonna be a great year for me. I'm one of the things that's that's that my students will say about me when they were interviewed about me. Um, I want to say two years ago, and I have you know video clips that I keep that are very important to me. Is they say two things: one, she's very transparent; she's her authentic self, right? She keeps it completely 100 with us about Mm -hmm. anything and everything. Um, Those real conversations that I was just talking about earlier about Mm -hmm. the education system, about the world that we live in, that sort of thing that will come out in my presentation some way somehow. Mm -hmm. Like they need to know, you know, their reality. Right. They need to be aware of it and they need to know how how they can be a part of that change. Right. right? And so I've had actually we don't have an orientation. but okay. We have back to school nights now. Okay. And so, you know, when I wasn't educated, the parents would essentially come into your classroom and you would have a conversation with the parents inside of your classroom. So mm-hmm. they get some more intimate time with you. And I think one of my favorite moments in education and we'll kind of like wrap up from there is I had parents cry mm-hmm. that, that year. And um, I will never forget that moment. And I still talk to that parent till this day. And it was powerful. And it was like, wow, like for the first time, I feel like someone's actually aware of like my my reality as right. like a black woman and you're not even a black woman. And right. I thought that to me was like really powerful mm-hmm. because you don't have to be a black woman to relate to these students, mm-hmm. to our students, to our kids. Right. Right. And I call up our kids because I wouldn't let them get away with something that I wouldn't let my kid get away right. with. Gotcha. Um, but that was really powerful for me because it taught me. And honestly, it taught me to do more research, too, in terms of oppression and, mm-hmm. and just larger, you know, systems of oppression in, in general. But, um, yeah, so so definitely talking about, like, their reality. Got you. Um, and your transparency. And, and transparency. And, yeah, that's really important. So do us a favor and let the people know where they can find you if you want to, if they sure. want to find you, like, on social media and follow you, follow you and stuff. Sure. So my uh, current IG account is I smile mm-hmm. sometimes. Why? Because <laughs> I smile something. I don't know. This, I, I don't even want to get into it. I never used to smile in pictures. That's what it was. But in, okay. in, And there's this uh, other issue around just uh, this idea of like you when you're walking down the street and someone like smile. I have right. a really big issue with that. Like what you want me to smile for? Like I'm right. really confused. Why are you asking? I had a feeling <laughs> they had to do with that. Care. I'm not even going to lie. No, I had a feeling they had to do with that. Of course. Of course. Yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah. Anyway, Why aren't you smiling? Yeah. No. I smile sometimes. For whose comfort? You always right, nah, right. I'm good. So... Anyway, so yeah, so it has to do with that, but also I feel like uh, smiling is important, right? And I, it should be genuine. Okay. And I feel like if it's not genuine, then don't don't smile. Don't do it. Me, right. Right. And so I'm not gonna smile if I'm if I don't feel like I need to smile in that moment. If there's nothing that's making me smile. So I, like I smile sometimes with three S's. Three S's on the up. end. On S. <laughs> Boom. Boom. There it is. Um. Well, we applaud you. We salute you. We thank you for coming through to the Lauren Re Live Show on What Eyes Radio. What you're doing is important, especially for the kids. Love when someone's out here doing something Love for it. kids, right? Um, but we need that transparency in our schools. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, you're touching the kids, you're touching their parents, which is dope too. So um, make sure 
Tell them about your fitness class real quick. What's your fitness class called again? Dance Fitness with Holta. Okay. Um, I'm really, really excited to get back into it. I took a break because the studio where I was at, they um, unfortunately did not renew their lease, which okay. made me really sad. But it happened at an opportune time because school was starting. So I'm like, this is kind of nice. Look at God. So anyway, so mm-hmm. I'm getting back into it. I found a new studio. Okay. Um, it's on 954 North 8th Street. Dope. I will post information soon, but it's going to be on Tuesdays at 730. Boom. And then we'll go from there. I'm adding two more classes. She's going to add two more classes because Look. I can't come on Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> I got to do this. But Only for go, you. Yeah. You yeah. And I, me and my girl, we coming through. Right. <laughs> Information. Yeah. Ready. Yeah. 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 I'm going to make Nima come. Yeah. <laughs> we're going we to be in our water ice tanks. Yeah, I mean. We're going yeah. to be in there in the, in the front of the class. We're going to be out Word. there. Word. I all like right. it. But thank you again for coming to the show. We always tell all of our guests, the first time you come through, you're a guest. The next time you come through, because you will, you're family. So um, no hesitation for, for coming back. Absolutely. All right, everybody. That is it for Lauren Re Live tonight. Make sure you guys come back next week. We have a guest. Whoa. We have a guest, we, we have a guest every week. We actually will be here next week. Yes. Actually, our guest next week is coming from out of town. Tell them where they're coming from. Texas. Hey. <laughs> what up? I'm excited. And um, It's going to be a really, really good show. You always know we got to some really good innovators, movers, and shakers out here. That's what we try to do. So make sure you guys tune in every Tuesday night, 8 o'clock. On the TuneIn app. Yes. Um, and then make sure you follow us again on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, mm-hmm. IG, all of that Twitter, stuff. Follow, Facebook, All of that stuff. YouTube. Just follow us because this show will be replayed and all of our other collections of shows are on there I know you got a lot well. of people asking, are they going to replay it? Yes, we will. Yes, we will have it we up will. and running all over the place. Yep. And we'll have YouTube. the YouTube clip, too, of this interview as well. Yep, so yep, yep. stay tuned for that. All right, everybody, so you already know what it is. Not all superheroes wear capes. Sometimes Sometimes they they wear wear headphones. headphones. Peace. Peace, y'all.